This is a podcast about two sisters raised in an effed up family. My name is Christine. I am Jesse's older sister. I was raised by a gaslighting, manipulative mother who raised me to believe people either rejected you or weren't rejecting you. My father was a crazy, racist, vulgar alcoholic who was in and out of my life. And my name is Jesse. I'm Christine's little sister. I was raised solely by the crazy, racist father who raised me to believe I had to earn or buy someone's love. Hello to all of our family burrito listeners out there whose father lost his job after getting rear-ended by a semi, which required him to take a drug test that he couldn't pass, so he decided to use synthetic urine. Welcome back to the Family Burrito Podcast. My name is Christine. My sister Jessie and I created the Family Burrito Podcast as a way to heal our father losing his job, not passing a drug test, childhood wounds. Hola, Jessie! Hey, how is Costa Rica? Costa Rica was a nightmare, girl. Oh, no. Um, yeah, before we get into that tidbit, I want to hear about your week. I'm tired of talking about myself. How was <laughs> how how welding? How is all that going? Oh, pretty good. I got to strike an arc. And I'm, like, really learning how to weld, uh, stick weld right now. So, I love it. I'm, like, I get to play with fire and watch metal melt. This is fascinating. Yeah. Did you, um, did you do, like, a strip show at night? Like that movie Flash Dance? (laughs) Unfortunately, I still haven't learned how to, like, twerk. Well, actually, I kind of did. I was doing yoga today with Michael, and I... We were doing triangle pose, and I was like, oh, my gosh, I actually got it to work down. And he was like, you did. Like, good job. So my stripper career might actually be up and running soon. Sweet. <laughs> Send cash app tag. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Remember that time? Remember that time that I took you to a gay club for your first time? Oh, and yeah. I was like, I just love going to this because you don't have to worry about a man hitting on you and all that when you go to a gay club. And I took you and lo and behold, 30 minutes later, you got two dudes dancing on you who I don't think they were gay. I just found the only men that were like, I might be a little bit of both. (laughs) Yeah, that's uh, I don't know what they call that in porn, but I'm sure there's a term for it. A hoe. A ho, <laughs> a ho. Um, yeah, that's so cool. I love that. So, are you? Do you do classes still? Are you like, like in the? I don't know. Are you in a fact? Like, where are you in a warehouse? Like, or what? Do you, what so it's do you, just it's just a shop. <laughs> um, it's just Lincoln Tech, and they call it. Yeah, it's like they have a little welding shop in the back mm-hmm. of their um, car where they do their cars and everything. Mm-hmm. In the back of that, there's the welding shop. Nice. And they have like little welding cubbies. Hmm that are they're pretty small but they work you know you don't need tons of space and right now um we got you know we got to cut a piece of metal with oxy fuel which is fun because then you just like literally cutting metal with fire nice yeah and then um with the stick welding so like the the stick is called an electrode Mm -hmm. and when you strike it it's kind of like striking a match you know, mm-hmm. and you just, you and then you watch the flame go like you would a match, right? Mm-hmm. And then you get it really close to the metal and like watch it melt and then just kind of like drag it along. And you, they're supposed to like use one electrode for each weld. 
it's really fascinating. There's a lot of lot to learn, but my my brain's not working very well, so <laughs> sorry if I didn't really answer your question. Well, you know what? I don't know what your excuse is, but um, I was drugged with um, some hardcore psychedelics this week in Costa Rica. I don't, I don't know what to tell you, Jesse. Um, that's really cool. Um, I, I, what you said, drag it along. That sounds like the ending of my marriage previously. <laughs> um, just dragging along, just dragging it out, dragging along. Um, no, we're, we're happily divorced. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so I was in Costa Rica for my ayahuasca journey. And so kind of like the itinerary was, is, was, um, that you, um, I knew I was going to be sharing a room with somebody, um, you know, it could be a boy or a girl, whatever. And it, you know, ended up being female. Um, but so the first two nights, well, the first night you get there, it's like you're, you eat, um, get to know everyone. And the next night is when you do your ayahuasca at six o'clock. Um, they have like all the shamans there playing music. And then, then there's an opportunity to take a second cup, um, after a couple hours and then repeat again the next night. And then the next day after that, after the two day, two nights of the ayahuasca ceremony, then you have this, um, ceremony that's in the morning and it's um, called a heart opener and it's a tea that you drink. And so anyway, so for my first night did the ayahuasca and I, and I did both cups. Um, when I first took it, I was probably laying there cause we're all on like these mats, you know, and I was laying there and you can have like your crystal stones, whatever, something's comforting for you, your, you know, your bucket that you're probably going to puke in that's, you know, there too. And, you know, a journal, whatever you want, um, your magic wand, your vibrator, you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> so I, um, so I took it and I was laying there probably for a good hour and was like, this is not working. It's not, it's not going to do anything. I was like, it's not going to do anything. And I kind of had a sort of, I guess you could say cocky attitude about it. Like it's not going to do anything. And then I was like, you know, Christine, just surrender to it. Close your eyes, surrender. And I did. And that's when shit got real. Um, it started working. I would close my eyes and I would see this almost like, um, you know, like in Tokyo where all the lights, the animation, the lights, all that cool, those cool looking lights. That's what I would see, you know? Yeah. Those like vibrant colors, neon lights, and just like the way they were moving and stuff. And then I would open my eyes and close them again. I would see something else. And then um, I uh, would open my eyes and look at the girl on my left and look at the girl on my right. And they were like, you know, one was puking and one looked like she was not here on this earth. Um, so that was interesting, you know, cause it was hard for me to surrender to not wanting to help them as a like medical provider, you know, like, Oh God, yeah, they're okay. You know, their body and all that. So, um, then I kind of would have, Oh, and then, so then I like flip over on my belly and I could see the stars. I'm facing the other direction. And the stars were looking like elephants with trunks playing instruments. And I was laughing my ass off going, I can't believe I paid $5,000 just to trip balls in Costa Rica. Cause that is <laughs> not something I do at all. Um, so then I started kind of getting anxious and I had to like go out in the grass and get to, cause it was really hot and humid. Yeah. So, um, and then you've been in the sun all day and all that stuff. So 
and then traveling, you know, plus on top of it. So, um, and then I could tell it was starting to wear off and then it was time for the second cup. And I was like, I'm going to do a second cup. And, um, I did. And not that I regretted it, but I realized pretty quickly, like, I do not need this shit. <laughs> like, because <laughs> I basically laid in the grass the rest of the time because I started getting panic attacks. Like I did when I would do LSD when I was a teenager and, um, it was not fun. I was like, couldn't remember how to breathe. And so I was trying to do breathing techniques. And then I would have like a moment where I would laugh. And usually what would happen is you get uncomfortable. It doesn't feel good. It is mental. It's a whole, it's a whole mental, it's, it's all your senses. So let me get back to the emotional part. So I'd be like anxious and then I would stop and say, just bring me more of it. And then things would get pretty, you know, and nice and cool, you know and fun and so but all your senses like one minute I would smell something would be on fire the next minute I would smell honeysuckle um weird taste in my mouth just weird body stuff so it's emotional physical but you haven't been able to smell shit since COVID correct funny huh I mean I literally thought something was on fire I was like what, why is nobody doing anything about the fire, you know? So, yeah. and what I found out later where there were, because it's windy, you know, we're on this kind of top of this mountain, that there may have been like fires down below and the wind just like carried it. But anyways. Um, but you smelled it. I did. I did smell it. And so, um, but it would smell, it would be over so quickly. Um, hmm. So, um, but I realized that. Because the whole point of me going down there, well, number one is I had a download from the universe that I was supposed to do that. And then the the other thing was, you know, I've had so many big breakthroughs on my own. And I love those. I mean, they suck at the time because you're like crying. Uh, and but then after that is like, it's such a beautiful reward because I usually get bursts of creativity. I find profound meaning in things. And I just love, I actually just love it. So I thought maybe, um, you know, there's something I'm holding on to, um, that this would help bring up. Well, nothing really came up. And what I realized is that I'm actually really good. Like I'm in a really good spot. There's no, at this time, there's no big breakthrough I need. Like there's, I'm good. And so I was like, okay, as I'm watching everybody cry and throwing up and I'm like, okay, they're having their breakthroughs. That's funny. My friend Jackie had like a very similar experience when she went to Peru and they did plant medicine. She was like, everybody else seemed to be like tripping balls, but I was like, I just realized that I'm, I don't need it right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, they talk about that ego death. I'm like, well, I already had mine. Like, I mean, we all have egos like those. There's all I mean, that just never goes away. But the big really cord one that I severed, you know, from my childhood, my marriage, um, you know, upbringing, my mom and, all, and our dad. So um, and all the things that I used to beat myself up for that I thought were my fault, um, you know, yeah. I, I severed and worked through all a lot of that stuff. So very excited. So, I mean, at the, and I started getting panicky again and I was like, just make it stop. And because I will never do this shit again. So the, <laughs> next, so the next night I, you know, skipped the ceremony. Um, and I was not, I mean, and, and other people were like, you're really gonna, we're really not gonna, I'm, nope. I'm not, I don't need it. I'm good. Like, so, um, so I was not feeling and for, for the first time in my life, I didn't feel guilty for, for, 
know this knowing that I don't need to explain to anybody, you know, right. um, it's my choice. I'm an adult. I paid money. I can do it or not do it. It's fine. So, because if I go in there doing it, feeling guilty, then that's going to be a horrible experience. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, so those were the first two nights. Well, then the next morning. Oh, and by the way, when you're doing the ayahuasca, you don't get dinner. You get like the snack of fruit at midnight when it's done. And so kind of by the fourth day, you're kind of not eating a whole lot. Okay. Yeah. So, so then you have the fourth day morning of the heart opener ceremony and you drink this tea and you don't get breakfast with this um, because it can make you puke nausea. So anyway, so other people that had been there had already been to the retreat before and said, yeah, that you're not going to feel much. I don't feel anything. So drink the tea, you know, and by the way, the group, there's about like 30 people. So, um, drink the tea and the, and the shaman's like, okay, for a couple hours, no talking, go by yourself, wherever, go find somewhere to sit and reflect on life. I was getting bored and I'm like, okay, I'm hot again. And, um, you know, this other girl that I became friends with, we just kept looking at each other laughing, you know, and then the shaman, you know, it's an all day ceremony, which by the way, I didn't realize it was an all day thing, but, um, you know, he blows his, I kept calling it the dog whistle. It's some sort of flute or something. And we all come running like dogs. Um, <laughs> and he gives a profound speech or something. Why well, get down there for the second part. And now I'm shaking and I don't feel good. And I'm like, what the hell is this? And I'm thinking, oh, it's because I didn't eat. I need water, um, you know. And then about an hour later, Jesse, I'm freaking tripping balls. I was given a plant medicine called Wachuma. Have you ever heard of that? No. San Pedro comes from a cactus, like mescaline. Okay. I had no idea. And second of all, the girls that had been there before said, yeah, he, because when he gave us the tea, it was already mixed. Last time they were like, yeah, he just like mixed it in front of you. So I don't know if he just gave us a very potent batch, but about an hour after that second dog whistle, people were puking. People were crying. People were having panic attacks. People were freaking the fuck out. Uh, yeah, drugs. Yeah, plant medicine. So <laughs> I was pissed because this wasn't ayahuasca. You can tell like when it's starting to go away. And then it's like almost like it's start before you know it's over with. You know, it's a quick to me in my Because you, you weren't quick. aware that you were going to take this. No, I didn't know that I was going to be taking something where I was going to be tripping balls for 14 hours where my pupils were going to be huge and, and, and hallucinating and, um, even worse, like panic attack. Cause you know, it's, it's like taking acid Yeah, and, um, it was awful. It was one of the most awful experiences I've ever had. Um, one of the girls, um, she was crying. She was like, mascara just coming down her face and she was like I've been on my period bleeding for three days I've had no food this is not okay I didn't know that we were going to be doing these freaking doing the you know so because it's supposed to be a heart opener Jesse it wasn't a heart opener it was an asshole ripped opener and (laughs) it was one of the most awful experiences ever I never thought it was going to end and one of the 
I guess you call them thought leader, spiritual leaders that was down there. I mean, I, I kind of was, I, I wouldn't say let her had it, but I told her, I expressed how frustrated I was. And I couldn't believe that, you know, and her response to me was, this is the lesson. This is your lesson. And I was like, and then she goes, what's coming is going. And I was just pissed. And by that time, the dog whistle comes again. And I'm like, I'm not going down there. I'm not going down that ceremony. And she's like, it's important to respect the space. And I was like, anyway, so went, I mean, what are they going to do? Like hold a gun to my head and make me go? Or are they going to like not start the ceremony until when, what tomorrow when I'm at the airport, you know? So, um, and every time I'd go back down there, I would feel worse again. Like I would start to feel a little better. And then I don't know what it was down there with all those people tripping, you know, and then by, by, you know, five, six o'clock in the afternoon, we're all still tripping, Jesse. And everybody looks like shit. Like we all started off kind of pretty. Everybody's face is like red makeup's gone. We all look old. This one guy kept puking and puking and puking and puking. And um, one of the thought leaders was, um, you know, I guess went to talk to him, was sitting on the grass with him. And the, I guess he asked him like, what, what would, what kind of review would you give this retreat? And the guy, as he's puking is like, I don't know, man, probably mixed reviews. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it was. That's awesome. insane to me. Yeah. And at the end, so, and it just, it just never ended. And by the way, remember when you were talking about the coca leaves or whatever, the coca yeah. leaves, uh-huh. I realized that the shaman, he was chewing on one of those leaves the whole time, probably multiple ones. And so he never shut the hell up. He was all coked out on the leaf. <laughs> and so he never shut up. It went on and on and on. And then by this time it's nine 30 at night, Jesse. We still haven't eaten. We've had a little bit of fruit and then, but you don't trust anything that's in the food at this point. Cause you're like, what are they going to get? Where are they going to put in my food? You know? Oh my God. Yeah. And so towards the end, it was like an hour and a half closing ceremony and it's all quiet. We're listening to the shaman, but we're most, some of us are rolling our eyes. We're starving. We're so hungry. And, uh, we just want food. And, um, as the shaman's like talking, saying something profound, he'll pause. And that guy, you can hear him go, you know, and then there's a girl on the side, she's puking, you know, it was just like, why is everybody acting like this is okay? This is not okay. Well, especially if you, okay, first of all, if you puke too much, then you're dehydrated and your kids start to fucking shut down. Yeah. Yeah. And that guy was on my um, plane flight the next, and we all left the next day. And he barely made it and he was not doing good. And the next morning I was having breakfast actually with one of the musicians that was part of the ceremony. Uh Um, His name is Gabriel. And um, he was like, y'all are leaving today. And I said, yeah. And he goes, y'all just had a bunch of plant medicine. That's really extreme. Y'all really should be staying for a couple more days and not just getting on a plane. (laughs) Well, bitch, you got shit to do. Yeah, I just wanted to get the hell out of Dodge. So, um, you know, when I went to Costa Rica last time, it was for purely for vacation. And I paid, I don't know, maybe around that $5,000. I had my own villa, my own pool, you know, all, a butler. Say, paid the same price this time. I had um, hardly any AC in my room. I shared a room with someone who was fine, but with terrible beds. It was just an all, you know, no towels. Oh, by the way, in Costa Rica, you can't flush toilet paper because... It plugs up their plumbing system. So oh, yeah. You have to put it in the trash can. Yeah. yeah. It was just a whole big to do. And um, so I've never been so happy to get on an airplane and get out and get back home. And um, 
and actually didn't go straight home because my new guy picked me up from the airport and I got to meet his daughter for the first time. And I was like, well, hopefully my pupils aren't, you know, dilated <laughs> when I meet her, you know, yeah. and I, hopefully I'm not still hallucinating, but, um, <laughs> so yeah. And I was like, I, I'm happy to know that I don't need that stuff. I'm good. That yeah. Was, that was I the result. If that's the reason why you needed to go there. To, to, to know my worthiness, maybe like know that I'm good. Like, you know, and I, and I, I appreciate that, I guess, like, I guess because I, my mother programmed me so deeply that I am not worthy. Everything is my fault. And, um, I, I can't trust my, my judgment, my gut, you know, that's how she programmed me. Yeah. So, um, you know, and sometimes drugs aren't always the answer. Mm-hmm. Or plant medicine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, right. Like, sometimes just reading a book can help the person. Right, right. right. Like, I'm not saying that you don't read, but just yeah. anybody out there, right? That's Yeah. And it's funny you say that because what, when I was laying, rolling around in the grass, having a panic attack, I was like, I'm going to write a book to help people rescue and save themselves instead of having to go all this extreme and do all this shit. I'm going to so write funny. a book to give people just simple tips and tricks on what has helped me in my journey that they can have a resource and read instead of all of this shit. Right. Yeah. Oh, and you know, it's also funny one time when I was like really rolling on ecstasy, Mm -hmm. I was on my friend's bed and I was like, I'm going to write a book. I'm Mm going to write a book. I have no idea what I was going to write a book about though. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, I want to write a book. So sometimes when you're just tripping hard, you're like, Man, I need to get these thoughts out on paper. Right, right. And, 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 you know, before, I mean, to be fair, before this, I've, I've, I've actually thought about writing a book and, and doing like, you know, little, um, I don't know what you call them, like e, e, electronic digital, digital, like little worksheets to help people, you know, that they yeah. can download for different things. Like they're having an emotion, like uncertainty, like things that worked for me, just a couple pages they can download. So that's that's um was something I've already even started thinking about. But after watching all this and I mean, man, I was like, I will never do this. Or, again. you know, at the same time, like that was extreme. You know, like right. I, I microdose mm-hmm. and I think that it can be very helpful because it calls you out on a bunch of shit and it also helps your brain like yeah. function better and things like that. But at a certain point, you know, if you have to still be careful. Like, I don't know right, to... right. And then like that, my friend, the one that was like, kept saying, she kept saying it over and over. I've been bleeding for three days. Um, she was actually had her cell phone because she was waiting on someone to call her because she wanted comfort because she was like, there's no support here. Where's all the support? And the lead shaman guy, the one that's all hopped up on the coca leaf, um, you know, was talking to her and told her, you can't use your phone. And she's like, bullshit. Like, you're not about to tell me I can't use my phone. Like, that's not cool, you know? So, God. Yeah. 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 Well, lesson learned. Yeah, lesson learned. Was it pretty, Um, at least? It was pretty. I was just, you know, I don't like being hot, Jesse. You know how I get when I get hot. So, I was hot. And and also, I didn't bring my bathing suit. And I forgot my bathing suit because... The day before I left for Costa Rica, I made a codependent decision and I was on my phone, on the phone with my ex-husband talking about his 
girlfriend problems for like an hour. And so that hour I could have used to get organized. And now I know, you know, and I just, I've got to plan better when I go. I love planning trips and going on trips, but when I'm actually packing, I don't do a very good job. So I've got to change that because it stresses me out. Oh yeah. I always have to make lists. Mm -hmm. For sure. But what, oh gosh, one time I just completely forgot like underwear and socks and I was like, well, this is going to be a fun, t- this is going to be fun. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, um, so I'm sucks. happy I'm to be back. Home. Yeah, me too. And so since I've been back, I've been back just for a couple of days, but you know, my, my, my guy and I, um, I guess I'll say his name, his name is Jeff. And he picked me up from the airport and we've just been hanging out all weekend and doing things couples do like take the girl, Miss Juanita Zoe Tijuana to the vet. So I get home and she was so excited to see me only for me to just kidnap her and make her go get her anal gland squeezed, you know? Oh, <laughs> bad mommy, bad mommy. I know, I know. And yeah, and she also ran away while I was gone, so but that's okay. That's all good. Yeah. So I'm just um, super, I'm just going to probably journal a lot about it tonight to kind of see, cause I still feel irritated and I need to really just let it go because it's over with and lesson learned. Um, and kind of like maybe what I would have done differently or, I mean, really, I wouldn't, I guess, I guess you could say, well, you should have researched it. Well, the thing is I trusted these people right yeah and didn't she go with like some famous guy from youtube or yeah mm -hmm, aaron dowdy and what did he how how was his experience he was tripping balls too and then at the end of the ceremony by the time the guy on the cocoa leaf shaman guy was done talking aaron dowdy started talking and i was just i didn't want to hear even what he had to say i didn't give a shit (laughs) i just wanted food um give me some some burgers and fries yeah 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 Yeah, so I will be sending an email to give some feedback about, because they should have, like, a choice. Do you want to do this or do something else, you know? Oh, yeah. Or, yeah, the dosage. Mm -hmm. Because, first of all, like, dosages usually depend on, like, body weight Mm -hmm. and things like that. Like, what the fuck are they just giving people, like, here, take this random dosage based Mm -hmm. on nothing. Like, they didn't do blood work on you. They don't know what, like, that makes no sense. Like, they don't know if your kidneys are about to d- shut down. Right, right. So, yeah. Like, if so, they did blood work on you and, like, did a full examination, they're like, yeah, they can handle this drug. Then yeah, I mean, one thing. like, give me a pap smear at least, you know? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no, and I only say that because I know, like, I didn't, I was so oblivious to this, but I have, like, this friend from jujitsu. well, this acquaintance, I always call everybody a friend when they're not really, like, a friend, mm-hmm. but... Your bestie, and they don't even know you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, well, this girl, this girl from my jujitsu gym and kickboxing gym, she was, like, had really bad food poisoning in her kidneys, like, almost started, like, they started mm. shutting out, because she was so dehydrated. Yeah, yeah. And, like, the, and that's basically what hallucinant hallucinating is it's like a food poisoning right it's like well it taps into your it taps into your dmt in your brain and so the thing is is you know it brought up a lot of that bad acid trip i've had in the past and so i was like okay well so why did you have a bad trip 
why did you have panic attacks? Oh, okay, because you lived with a father who had no boundaries and could be scary at times and your mother was a piece of shit. Okay, well, yeah, I already know that. Like, like, what's the point? Like, and I haven't had panic attacks in, man, over 10 years, you know? Um, I, I mean, when I got, you know, coronavirus and then long COVID symptoms, I had anxiety, you know, that I didn't realize I was having anxiety. But to have a full-on panic attack, that's been so long, you know. I mean, I used to have panic attacks so bad I couldn't drive my car. I remember being 19 years old, and it was like, I don't know, 1 in the morning, and I was having a panic attack. And I pulled over on the side of the highway, and I had a semi, a trucker, take me home because I was so freaked out. Oh, wow. Yeah, I thought I was going to crash my car and die, you know. So, um you know, so it was, I'm like, why am I re-experiencing this? Maybe, um, but they say with the ayahuasca, like it continues, like you continue to get downloads and messages, you know, you know, like up to six months later, but, um, I just know my message right now is happy to be home. I'm happy that I got to spend great time with my man. He's just so sweet. Um, we're talking about, he's talking about, cause his, he's got a daughter who's 18 and she's going to go to college, um, in August. And talking about, um, you know, selling his house and moving in here. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because he's kind of like me. Like, we both, I mean, he's a widower, you know, but our marriages were kind of over, like, years ago, you know. And But we held on to be loyal, Jesse. Um, so, you know, now, so we've been ready to have a special person for a long time. And so... Found it into one another. So when I told him, I said, by the way, I don't do like drugs. I don't do hallucinogens. Like, I just want you to know, like, this is not who I am. So he's pretty cool. Yeah. You were like, this is just something I had to experience. And mm-hmm. well, and, yeah, you, you don't even really smoke weed because it like, no, you have a Caesar, seizures mm-hmm. and shit, you know? I mean, yeah. That mm-hmm. should be a restaurant. Um. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah yeah so yeah I was very um so I'm happy to be home and get back in my routine of because I the whole week leading up you know I just rested you know it was like my body was like it's gonna we're gonna rest we're gonna rest and plus you can't take a lot of the supplements like ashwagandha and all those kinds of things because it doesn't mix well with the the plant medicine uh, it doesn't mix well with the hardcore psychedelics, Jesse. Um, you know, and you know what doesn't mix well with the hardcore psychedelics? Me and the hardcore psychedelics. You know? Well, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm scared to take uh, like a bunch of mushrooms. Like I, mm-hmm. there's a part of me that's like, I don't really need this anymore. Like I, mm-hmm. I'm, microdosing is one thing, but I don't really need to have this hardcore trip right right at 44 years old yeah and like yeah exactly and well and that's the thing too like i did so many drugs in high school mm-hmm. like so did you right so right like like we've already kind of experienced that like our mm-hmm. brain is like bro come on i know he's like man what i finally get fully developed and now look what y'all doing to me what you <laughs> exactly doing? exactly and you know it's we were just trying to have fun and party, but a part mm-hmm. of, I think a part of us as teenagers, like we just didn't give a fuck if we lived or died. Mm-hmm. Like we were just kind of like, you know, had this shitty ass parental system that right. didn't teach us that to value life. Yeah. Value your body, your brain, your education. Right. And we were just like, let's get drunk. Let's part like, but like, mm-hmm. and the, fun- the funny thing is I was telling somebody the other day, I was like, yeah, my older sister, she would, have parties and I'd be like 
four or five, and she'd be like, "Hey Jesse, hey Jesse, like two in the morning, you want you want to go to Jack in the Box?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then um, and it's so funny because Grandma Lou would do the same thing, asking if I wanted a tostada. Yeah, I heard tostadas were the bomb. But yeah, I remember doing that, like taking you to Jack in the Box, and then we would watch I Love Lucy. I love it. Sorry if the vacuum in the background is here. I think my dog made a mess. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's okay. Well, Jesse, girl, that's all I know, love. All right. That, uh, that's all I know. Until uh, next time. To be continued. <laughs> This is a podcast about two sisters raised in an effed up family. My name is Christine. I am Jesse's older sister. I was raised by a gaslighting, manipulative mother who raised me to believe people either rejected you or weren't rejecting you. My father was a crazy, racist, vulgar alcoholic who was in and out of my life. And my name is Jesse. I'm Christine's little sister. I was raised solely by the crazy, racist father who raised me to believe I had to earn or buy someone's love. This is a podcast about two sisters raised in an effed up family. My name is Christine. I am Jesse's older sister. I was raised by a gaslighting, manipulative mother who raised me to believe people either rejected you or weren't rejecting you. My father was a crazy, racist, vulgar alcoholic who was in and out of my life. And my name is Jesse. I'm Christine's little sister. I was raised solely by the crazy, racist father who raised me to believe I had to earn or buy someone's love. This is a podcast about two sisters raised in an effed up family. My name is Christine. I am Jesse's older sister. I was raised by a gaslighting, manipulative mother who raised me to believe people either rejected you or weren't rejecting you. My father was a crazy, racist, vulgar alcoholic who was in and out of my life. And my name is Jesse. I'm Christine's little sister. I was raised solely by the crazy, racist father who raised me to believe I had to earn or buy someone's love. This is a podcast about two sisters raised in an effed up family. My name is Christine. I am Jesse's older sister. I was raised by a gaslighting, manipulative mother who raised me to believe people either rejected you or weren't rejecting you. My father was a crazy, racist, vulgar alcoholic who was in and out of my life. And my name is Jesse. I'm Christine's little sister. I was raised solely by the crazy, racist father who raised me to believe I had to earn or buy someone's love. This is a podcast about two sisters raised in an effed up family. My name is Christine. I am Jesse's older sister. I was raised by a gaslighting, manipulative mother who raised me to believe people either rejected you or weren't rejecting you. My father was a crazy, racist, vulgar alcoholic who was in and out of my life. And my name is Jesse. I'm Christine's little sister. I was raised solely by the crazy, racist father who raised me to believe I had to earn or buy someone's love. This is a podcast about two sisters raised in an effed up family. My name is Christine. 
I am Jesse's older sister. I was raised by a gaslighting, manipulative mother who raised me to believe people either rejected you or weren't rejecting you. My father was a crazy, racist, vulgar alcoholic who was in and out of my life. And my name is Jesse. I'm Christine's little sister. I was raised solely by the crazy, racist father who raised me to believe I had to earn or buy someone's love. 